This is the Oanda Podcast. This is the Oanda Market Insights Podcast, talking to Oanda's senior market analysts from across the globe. And today I'm delighted to say it is Ed Moyer in New York. Good afternoon from London, Ed. How are you doing? Hello. Wonderful. Thank you for having me once again. Well, it's been a pretty busy week, hasn't it? And uh, I'm not going to mention anything to do with England and the football because we gave too much airtime to it last week. And obviously it doesn't really matter. It's just soccer, right? Jay Powell, the chair of the Federal Reserve, says the US Central Bank is ready to intervene if inflation spirals out of control. And he isn't necessarily talking about putting up interest rates, is he? But instead, beginning the process of slowing the large doses of monetary support it delivered to the economy during the pandemic, starting, of course, with a reduction of that $120 billion uh, monthly asset purchase. Um, He certainly stuck to his view, hasn't he, that the inflation surge is largely temporary, which you concurred with last week, I seem to recall, and that is shared by many central bank officials. Very much so. He... he, uh he doubled down on his transitory bet, and, and I think it was a lot of pal this week. I mean, the, the first day was with the House, the second day with the Senate. The first day, though, was provided everything you needed. Um, uh, the, you know, I think House, House representatives were very fixated on inflation, and there's no, you know, avoiding the, this belief that, you know, price increases, they think, are mostly restricted to you know certain categories in the economy uh, that are being impacted by the reopening and that that i think right now you're going to see um where we're, we're having all this data which continues to confirm that 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 narrative um but what's very you know interesting is that you know today we had um you know the retail sales reading in the u.s and uh it surprised. It came in a lot hot, a lot better than expected. Um, you know, we were seeing looking for a little bit of a slow slowness in, in uh, sales. Uh, they remained strong. They they rose zero point six percent on a month. And what really is, uh, I think, um, fascinating is that you know there is this belief. While well, we're starting to see the unwind of some of these extended federal unemployment benefits, and you're 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 having uh, you know not the robust labor market recovery so we're, we're looking to see some weakness in there and but no the, the, the u.s consumer looks strong but then just uh, 90 minutes later we get that preliminary michigan confidence um, um reading and and guess what sentiment is really starting to fall apart here and a lot of that has to do with those inflation expectations uh, uh you know right now it, it, it seems that you know whether you're if you're buying a house, a car, clothing, going out to a restaurant or lodging, you're going on a vacation, everything's more expensive. Uh, so it, it seems that, uh, you know, that there's this uh, narrative that's building that, okay, the feds, you know, we know it would take, you know, quite a few, uh, you know, hotter than expected inflation reports to really, I think, unnerve this market. So Powell, you know, he's, he's locked in on this. Uh, and, and right now, you know, we're, we're going through earnings season. And the, you know, the number one thing that I'm seeing is you, you have the banks kind of worrying me a little bit. Um, the, the outlook's not as strong, but I think you're, you're, you're seeing Conagra. You're seeing PepsiCo. 
all complain about these higher prices and that they're going to pass them on to the consumer. So you're 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 probably going to see this you know the rest of this earnings season you know this is the end of week one um i think just further cement that belief that you know these these pricing pressures are just going to get a lot worse and and that's going to make this you know upcoming fed meeting at the end of the month very interesting now you know Powell was the last um major uh, fed uh, member to speak we're going to have the blackout period next week so i think you know markets are just going to really uh, just uh, kind of you know remain convinced that okay it, you know pal's not going to budge anytime soon uh, and and I, I think that uh you're you're probably going to see that uh you know he's he's stuck to the script and uh you know the you know pal you know he did acknowledge that the fed's not comfortable with the current inflation uh but if things get a lot you know worse i think in these next uh, couple of months uh that's going to uh I think really uh, unnerve markets, and and right now, you know, there, no one is doubting this this uh, extreme ultra level of accommodation is 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 going to go away anytime soon. But uh, uh, if if uh, you have more members start to kind of become more scared that this could be persistent, uh, that that's going to really move markets. So uh, we're not there yet, and uh, but I think right now the the narrative, you know. The last week's CPI data, the PPI data, all hotter than expected. Um, the ISM uh, components kind of also supporting that that narrative. Um, so uh, you and you have today's Michigan sentiment uh, uh, preliminary survey. Um, so so there's there's all these growing risks uh, that uh, you know this inflation could be run away. And uh, so so now we're we're, we're seeing markets they're kind of a, a little bit uh, a little bit lower on the day but you know we're, we're still near record highs because um you know the the greatest trade on wall street is still you know you know believing in the fed and uh that's kept all these uh risky assets so elevated absolutely really interesting uh ed meanwhile on capitol hill uh the president joe biden uh was meeting to discuss this enormous infrastructure plan three and a half trillion dollars the president attended the senate democratic caucus weekly policy lunch and uh he just said uh, a memorable quote we're going to get this done when he spoke to reporters uh, is he going to get it done it's it's going to be a battle um and some infrastructure spending will get done that that i'm pretty pretty confident in and, and i think what really unnerved uh, some some investors was that uh, uh, I, think, I think there's this belief that you know you're going to get this finalized around September, um, but you know Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer uh, he kind of uh, surprised many by announcing <laughs> uh, he was going to uh, um, put all the pressure needed to make these make the Republicans make a deal on that 579 billion infrastructure plan. Now the rest, the 3.5 trillion that everyone's you know so focused on, uh, that will have to go through the uh, budget reconciliation process, and that that is going to be a tough sell. It'll probably come down, I think. Uh, but the infrastructure plan, the 579 billion, this is where we're going to really see: can we get some bipartisan um, agreement? And uh, that is going to be extremely important just for uh, 
Biden's reelection campaign and also um, if the Democrats are going to have a fighting chance to, to keep the House, they need this win. They need to show that they can um, um, reach across the aisle. So, so I think this is uh, providing a tense time. And, and uh, what we're going to see is that, uh, you know, Monday there's going to be a quick little vote. Um, and then uh, on, on Wednesday, uh, we could have uh, an initial vote on this. And if that uh, somehow, you know, gets the go ahead, that would be uh, very positive for um, a lot of these um, um, infrastructure type trades. And I think that, you know, the, the, the market, uh, you know, they're, they're, you know, they're, you know, ready to pounce on, you know, you know, betting on construction and machinery companies. Um, and, and I think what we're going to see is that, uh, you know, while that is kind of where people see that, that first uh, infrastructure bill, I mean, you're, you know, if we get the, the three, 3.5 trillion done in the next couple of months, you know, then you're going to see, uh, you know, there's going to be a big embracement on electric vehicles. Uh, you're going to see uh, even technology uh, really benefit on that because that's going to be part of the, uh, the uh, um, investment in, into the nation, into the, the 5G. And, and I think there's all this optimism that this is going to be, you know, Biden's last act of his first term. And uh, I, I think you, you're, you're still going to see a lot more support coming to this economy. So while you're, you're going to probably see these inflation pressures drag stocks down, in the end, because there's still, a, I think, a strong likelihood, uh, we got more, more stimulus coming. Uh, that's going to keep, I think, that's going to help bolster the cyclical rotation trade, which um, you know, was dead for a couple weeks now. Um, and, and, uh, I think that's, uh, why, you know, when you take a look at, uh, you know, the rest of the world right now, U S stocks still looking pretty attractive. And a lot of that, um, sadly is because the, uh, large parts of South Asia, Southeast Asia, you know, you have Africa, Latin America, they're still grappling with this Delta variant and, uh, their, uh, outlooks are, are, are struggling. And, uh, I think, uh, U.S. stocks and uh, treasuries are still providing um, um, some of the more appealing investments. Yeah, not just the United States. Uh, you can take a leaf out of the U.K.'s book as well. We've got Freedom Day coming on Monday, so-called Freedom Day, the 19th of uh, July. And, uh, you know, flying in the face of the you know rising numbers now, I think it's 40,000 cases in the last 24 hours. But the Prime Minister... And the government have decided to take a bit of a gamble, continue to open things up because hospitalizations and mortalities are comparatively low when you look at the numbers. But uh, we shall see. It's a high risk alternative, isn't it? Oh, very much so. And there, there, there's, uh, I think, this, this belief in, in, the, in the U.S. too, we're, we're seeing it. We're, we're having, you know, certain states where the vaccination rates are very low and, uh, you know, reopening momentum is not going backwards. You might see some nudging of social distancing and mask wearing, but we're not going to go back to where we were, um, you know, during the peak of this pandemic for, for our respective nations. So, so I think you're going to see, um, I think uh, both, both countries are uh, set to, you know, going further away from uh, those restrictive measures. And uh, I think that, uh, you know, the 
I think there's been ample vaccine supply. So the, 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 the people that have wanted to, to get vaccinated, they've had their opportunity. And I think the, you know, the at-risk people that were not eligible or that were um, hesitant on taking it, uh, hopefully they can exercise caution and still remain in, in health. But um, at least I think we could comfortably say that the healthcare system won't be stressed too much on, on um, whatever surges we do see. I think um, because, you know, the majority of the population has has been um, uh, vaccinated or has recovered and uh, hopefully they still have immunity. Let's go to where it all started, of course, China. And as far as the GDP is concerned, China's reported second quarter GDP growth that came in slightly below expectations. Retail sales and industrial production grew faster than forecast in June. Um, The numbers, GDP increased 7.9% in the second quarter from a year ago. That is short of, of, of some predictions, isn't it, that number? Yes, and, and, and I think uh, for, for me, uh, uh, always um, you know, keeping track of what the PBOC does and says. And uh, for, for, for me, this was, this was probably one of the easier uh, economic releases to anticipate. Um, uh, you, you had a triple R cut uh, just uh, the week before, and I think that uh, if you're the PBOC, uh, you, you obviously know something. <laughs> Um, and uh, I think the, the, the slight um, miss um, um, with the uh, you know GDP and uh, I, I think you know the slowdown you know it was seen it was telegraphed and if the PBOC is is providing um, a little bit more support I think uh, you're 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 noticing that uh, you know there's there 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 are pressures right now in China and I think the un- unemployment uh, situation. Uh, uh, still needs improvement. Um, their their unemployment rates are still um, um, pretty much high, and, and uh, I, I think you're going to probably see that uh, uh, there's uh, you know this this you know second half uncertainty that you know they're really concerned about. So I think um, you're you're going to see a much more cautious stance by China. I mean, once you you, you see them you know return to easing mode, um, you should anticipate that uh, there is going to be. Uh, more support and and I think the 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 fact that they had to ease, you know, since then, um, we've seen a little bit of a slowing down of those you know technology crackdown stories. So um, it looks like that the economic recovery um, is vulnerable right now, and and I think you're going to probably see that is is going to provide uh, China with a I think a period of calm here. So I think uh, uh, you're going to most likely. Um, see them that you know they're they're in easing mode, but I think they're they're, they're probably not going to do any changes with their uh, loan prime rates. And uh, I think right now the you know the the market needs you know they need to see their major trading partners do better. And right now um, um, you know until the Delta variant um, concerns are eased, uh, that's going to take some time. Okay, let's um, talk earnings. Uh, start of earnings season again. Uh, Goldman Sachs and JP Morgan have reported bumper profits for the second quarter as their investment banking divisions continue to ride the global boom that we've seen in mergers and takeover deals. What's your overall take on uh, earnings season, Ed? I, I think I think uh, for for me, um, you know the you know I'm so used to. Uh, uh, covering the the bank earnings season and uh, during the longest expansion in uh, U.S. history, uh, you know the the banks, you know everyone always 
you know, tries to get a sense, okay, well, what are they saying about the consumer? Uh, well, the, the consumer has a, still a lot of money. They're using their debit cards, not credit cards. They're, I'm, you know, obviously, you know, there's less stimulus checks coming out. Um, so we're going to probably see that trend end. But uh, I think that the, the, the key takeaway is for, for these banks, you know, yes, it was stellar results. Uh, um, blew past, you know, most of the, the, the numbers the analysts expected. But I think that the the trends that really uh, helped them you know thrive in the pandemic um th those are um waning and uh, you know trading revenues and i think what we're seeing is that loan loan growth is story is just not you know looking too upbeat in the i think these next couple of quarters and i think there's going to be some growing pains as this uh, as as the the banks um you know see the u.s economy and 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 the rest of the world emerge out of covid uh, and I think the you know the you know the the biggest negative driver right now um, has to be the Treasury curve. Um, we, we're we're seeing a flattener. The you know the the longer end rates they're not going up, and uh, I think there's you know this belief it's because you know of Fed policy, but more importantly, um, you know we have a debt problem here in the U.S. And uh, you know when all the uh, fiscal and monetary efforts are tallied for, um, you're going to see that the U.S. economy, they, they're, they're going to not be able to stomach much higher interest rates because of all the debt burden that they have. So I think that has really kind of took away at that uh, refl reflation trade. And uh, you're, you're not going to see the 10-year Treasury yield uh, um, really, I think, uh, meet some of those frothy forecasts that uh, uh, yours truly was guilty of just a couple months ago. I think, uh, you know, the 10-year Treasury yield, um, I think now the consensus is starting to become that we already saw the peak. Um, you know, whereas, you know, just a month ago, people were saying 2% was going to be where uh, you're probably going to see the 10-year Miko run for uh, next quarter and then maybe settle at two and a quarter. That no one is is sticking to that one right now so there's there's a lot of risk off um i think uh fears uh, or risk aversion fears that you're going to see uh will also keep treasury demand strong um, over this this next quarter so so um you know the banks are going to have to struggle with lower um, rates and uh, i think that really hurts at their margins so um while you know the numbers you know some of some of the numbers were pretty outstanding uh, you're, you're, you're probably going to see that, uh, you know, during this pandemic, the banks were always crushing it. The banks were always delivering um, strong numbers, but even better outlooks. And now that's kind of starting to um, wane, as I said. So I think it doesn't provide, a, I think, a very good 12-month outlook. But I think in the end, uh, you know, the, the consumer is still strong. Um, but I, I think you're, you're going to see uh, some difficulties as... as a lot of these Americans no longer get their stimulus checks as these benefits expire. And, uh, um, you know, the labor market recovery has been unbalanced. And uh, I think that uh, you're, you're, you're going to see uh, some parts of the economy really struggle while others, you know, are, are you know, entering high gear. So um, banks really, I think, um, also supporting the uh, inflationary concern theme that is starting to be very relevant um, across all sectors. So uh, 
um, an interesting start to uh, earnings season. The banks, though, I think uh, we're 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 pretty much done with them, and now we're going to be, I think, really looking to see um, where where we get the next move from risk appetite. And right now, I think there's there's a lot of nervousness in, in on Wall Street. I think it's only fair just to close up before we get your preview of the next few days. We should mention the good old UK, little little old Great Britain, and the uh, the latest inflation numbers earlier in the week. Uh, that hit two and a half percent. That's the highest for nearly three years, surely down to the unlocking of the UK economy. And it's going to fuel a bit of debate about whether interest rates need to go up. But it's not going to happen, is it? They're going to stay as they are for at least another what, 18 months. Uh, yes, I, I think right now, um, you know, you're you're in a position where there is, you know, we're, we're still um, getting out of this uh, pandemic and uh, you, you can't uh, <laughs> you um given where the recovery is uh you, you just can't uh, quite yet do that um uh, we we are starting though to get hawkish comments from the bank of england officials and uh i think that is 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 something that we'll, we'll closely follow i think that uh you know the cpi reports that we're getting everywhere they're just hotter than than expected and uh um eventually that will um you know i think uh you know force some central banks to move a little bit earlier uh, but um, right now, no, I think we're, we're still in wait-and-see mode, and uh, I think there is this concern that um, um, you're, you're probably going to see uh, there, there's going to be uh, a little bit more um, uh, of a delay in, in seeing any carry trades return. So um, um, the, the, you know, the, the, there are some central banks that are in tightening mode already, but I think you know, for the advanced economies, it, it does still seem like... Uh, um, the the U.S. the U.K. are are um, not quite there yet. When, while you have the New Zealand and, and Bank of Canada uh, central banks uh, being um, much more in a better position to do so. Okay, so uh, let's look ahead to the next seven days or so before we speak again next Friday. What are the standout highlights for you that we should look out for? Well, I, I think the the for me uh, the, the main event um, and it, it it has to be the ECB. Um, you know the. <laughs> Um, the ECB is, uh, you know, they, they had their, uh, um, their review and, and right now what we're going to see is, um, they're going to implement their new strategy and you're probably going to see, um, uh, you know, there is growing divide amongst, uh, um, policy members. So, um, th this is going to be, uh, I think, a, a fascinating, um, uh, central bank uh, policy meeting and press conference uh because we're going to see uh you know the important changes that they've uh, done on forward guidance and also uh i think you're going to see that the divide has grown and and that is is something that i think um everyone is going to uh um you know try to get a handle on you know how how, how strong is the divide because there i think there was press reports that uh there has been a um, disagreement on stimulus guidance. So that is going to be, uh, I think for me, uh, the main event, uh, um, just as important, uh, uh, you know, obviously, uh, you know, stimulus and easing and tightening, you know, well, with the US, you know, we have that lengthy uh, bipartisan infrastructure proposal that'll go through Capitol Hill. Monday, they have a procedural step. And then on Wednesday, they might have that initial vote for that 579 billion um, infrastructure deal. So that's that's gonna be pretty key. Um, earning season heats up, you get a lot more, res um, a lot more earning results. Uh, 
Um, and, and, and I think that you're, you're going to probably see the, the focus will just be on pricing pressures and, you know, Conagra and PepsiCo uh, this week are very, um, you know, keen on passing on those, those increases to the consumer. And, you know, if, if that is just the, the steady theme across all sectors, you know, then you're going to see those people who are, you know, beating the drum that inflation is persistent, uh, they're going to have a louder voice. Uh, so that that's going to be very key um you know there there's a couple other key rate decisions i think uh russia will be a fascinating one there's a uh, wide expectations they could hike by 75 100 basis points some might think it, they might just hold off um inflation's running well above their target uh, so i think there's that pressure for for them to move um south africa they're gonna have a rate decision too and just before that they'll have their uh, um, latest uh, inflation report where I think uh, they're expecting to see uh, um, you know some of those pricing pressures ease uh, no changes expected um, from the South African Reserve Bank um, and then I think that um, you know there there's a, a lot of uh, other um, key releases Japan has their uh, CPI reading which a lot of people will follow on, on Friday, we'll have the flash PMI readings. So for the UK economy, US and uh, Eurozone, we'll get those, which will give us the, the you know, the latest uh, figures as far as uh, manufacturing and service growth. Um, and then, um, you know, lastly, uh, we, we haven't talked crypto in a while. Uh, there is a, a big crypto event on Wednesday called the B word, uh, the B standing for Bitcoin. Uh, and uh, you're going to hear from Tesla's CEO, Elon Musk, uh, Jack Dorsey, uh, co-founder of Square, and also ARK Invest CEO, Kathy Wood. This is going to be possibly uh, a market-moving event because we might get some more updates as far as um, um, Elon Musk is part of the Bitcoin Mining Council. We might get more updates as far as uh, you know progress into um, moving to clean energy. Uh, Kathy Wood is trying to, you know, get her ETF going, and uh, there could be a lot of buzz around that. Uh, Bitcoin has been stuck in a, a boring trading range, thirty and thirty to forty thousand. Uh, a couple times it almost broke thirty thousand, so um, you know there it seems like there's strong buyers consistently defending that lower boundary. So uh, uh, this will be a big event if it does excite some some traders, and uh, that's that's uh, kind of what I have on my radar. Good stuff, Ed. Pleasure to talk to you. Have a really good weekend. Thank you, Johnny. Always a pleasure. You too. The Oanda Podcast.